I'm ambitious. All right, how are we doing today? Good. So today, on NLP Today, as we always do, after you guys letting me vent and that, you know, we're going to do some things on re resetting your, how you view time in your mind. Not, not to be confused with timeline, which we talk about in NLP and hypnosis. But it's your, I don't know if I, I haven't decided what to call it yet. Whether you want to call it time orientation, um, but I think it's kind of interesting, um, and it's how to set yourself up to make major leaps as opposed to incremental leaps, right? Uh, because if there's one thing going on in the world, I think we'd all have to admit to is things are moving at an exponential pace, right? And it, it seems like it's speeding up more and more, right? For how many years it took? Decades for the information to double the amount of information. And then it sped up and sped up. And now with the with the internet and AI and everything that's going on, it seems like the information is doubling quicker and quicker. And the stuff you could do, right? And at the same time, there's this concept they call things are becoming democratized on the internet. And what that is not to be confused with politics, it's just that information is easily accessible. It used to be very premium to get. The price of the information is dropping, you know, as because it's it you're doing it online. You're not you're not having to rent a hotel room, you're not having to like if you're going to do a training, you don't have to fly to some city and get your own hotel and the cost of all training room and all that. And then, you know, some of those, I used to do them. It, it, you know, you hope to get 20, 25 people because the first 10 maybe cover the expenses, right? But now you can do stuff online, right? And one of the things that happened is because of COVID, uh, people that weren't comfortable online or didn't do a lot of stuff online were forced to go online because that was the only option. If you wanted education, you wanted this, even if you didn't want to do Zooms and you didn't want to do that, you know, uh, it, it, you, it, you were forced to, even like online therapy or treatment or sessions, coaching, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, um, and those people that didn't know how to do it had to learn on very quickly, because in some areas up in the Northeast and other parts of the country, you know, part, out West, things were shut down literally shut down, right? And so, you know, you had to, you know, adapt to the situation. So information is changing quickly, things are going on, you know, and now, now the big fight with AI, you know, people are, some people are scared of it. You know, some people are like, how can I leverage this? You know, how's this going to change the workforce, right? Drastically, you know, if you're a content writer, if you if you're one of the people like on you outsource and you write content articles, uh, things like that, basically your job is going to be gone within a, no time because you can just go to Chat GPT or one of the other AI groups and it it writes rather well. So things are changing quickly, right? So and that's what I mean by democratize, right? And things are and again sometimes the price drops. 
right? Because, you know, there's people out there offering, what's the one guy offers a NLP and coaching course for seven bucks, right? It's online, everything's digital. Drives a lot of us crazy, but at the same time, somebody that knows him says he sold about 100,000 of them, right? And then over half of those, the people never opened the information that they got because it's only seven bucks, right? I mean, how much stuff have you guys bought that you're, it's in your download file or you've got the information somewhere, you know, but you haven't done it yet, right? Or you, how many books have you had on the shelf that you don't, that you're going to get around to reading one day, right? So anyway, it's just, this, that's the background. So let's talk about, uh, uh, so since things are exponentially growing, is there ways to exponentially, you know, make breakthroughs in your business life, in your personal life, things like that? Uh, we were, you know, uh, and it is, right? There's a guy uh, that I, Greatly respected and admired. I could use my dear friend. Um, name just fell out of my head. That's how dear of a friend he is. Um, but he's a he's he runs Strategic Coach. Okay? He's considered one of the best business coaches out there. Um, think of his name. But he's the one that started the whole. It's easier to 10x your business than it is to double your business. Right, and Grant Cardone, there's a whole bunch that's run with this, you know, that are out there, but he's the guy that, that kind of started the whole, the whole thing with his process of uh, strategic coach. Uh, so I've been in that, you know, following that system and doing some stuff. And he says, you know, it's easier to, to do this 10x than it is 2x. Your brain is actually set up better to do this. Unfortunately, we're not trained that way, right? Because the Western educational system's number one job. It was to create um, office workers, factory workers, and get people ready for the military. That's the educational system in the Western world, right? Show up on time, do your job. You might get a break or two, and then you leave, right? Creativity is somewhat suppressed in, in a lot of the educational system. Don't think outside the box. Stay in a box. Do do the stuff you're supposed to do. It's, yeah, if you're in Sun Systems, like our friend uh, Captain Schilling, you're gonna you you got to stay in that. You got to stay in the box if you're in that system because that's just what you have to do, right? Uh, but so what about you know? So, but if you really want to make a breakthrough, you got to think differently. And this has to do with, as he points out, there's a few things, and we'll probably do several of these. And this is what we're going to go in depth on in the inner circle. It's a, it is resetting this time concept a little bit in your life, right? Quick review, just for those of us, in, in NLP, we have timeline. This is not timeline, but I'm going to introduce timeline because it kind of ties into it, right? Uh, timeline is how your brain sorts time, right? How your brain sorts and uses time, right? So you have a past. You have a now, present, like now, and you have a future. Right? Now, generally, you know, for a lot of people, your past would be off to one side. A lot of times you're left, right? And your now is like right in front of you, but it's not touching you, and your future goes off to the right. So it might look like this, 
It might have a curve to it, right? But you're not touching your lines. You're, it's kind of a linear approach, right? Uh, works very well to keep you linear because you, you got a past, you got a present, you got a future, right? Now, again, it's just the way your brain just sorts information, you know? But you, for some people, there's your past maybe behind you or off to the side. You're, you're in the now and your future is in front of you or might go up. So it kind of goes like this or like this. It's just, it's just how your brain uses time. No big deal. And there's no right or wrong. So people go, should I change my time? If it's working for you, keep using it, right? Uh, but there are some generalities. People that are like kind of the through time, they can see through time. That's called through time where your past is off to the side. Like this, your, your presence right here and your future goes that way. It's easier to stay linear. You usually have a pretty good concept of time. Easier for you to run on time because you have a pretty good sense of time. You can track time very well, right? Uh, and then we have what they call in time where you're, you're, you're now or you're present, you're in it. You're in the moment more, right? That's great. Right, that's great. But in time, people, your past may be behind you or off to the side, and your future is either in front or goes up. Generally, this is a big generality, in time people can run late. If you're an in time person, it's easy for you to run late because you get caught up in the moment. Time gets away from you, right? Some people would argue, the people that really get into this, uh, that if you're really, really in time, you might keep making the same mistakes because you don't see them till it's too late, right? Does that make sense to everybody? Anybody here is in time or through time? The easiest way, if you've never done it, just to review, is close your eyes, think about something you do every day, right? Just close your eyes, think about something you brush your teeth or you comb your hair, whatever you do every day. Non-emotionally non charged. And imagine doing it today. Now think back a few months ago. So you're doing that activity around the holiday. So it'll be a different spot in your mind. Right? Now imagine a few months in the future. Let's say you're at wonderful, the National Guild of Hypnotists conference or some other conference. So it's in the future. So you have your past, your present, your future. They'll take some kind of spatial arrangement. So what I want you to do is point to your past. Where is your past? Okay. Okay. Where is your present? Where is your future? Okay. All right, great. Open your eyes. Now, a few of you, your past was behind you or to the side, correct? Uh, like Miss Dina and Miss Carla. Do you have a tendency? Is it easy for you to run late? Right? Is it easy for you to get caught up in the moment? Lose track of time. Well, Carla, that's an odd because most people that are in time have that. It's easy to do it. Now, again, there's people that really love this in time through time stuff. But I think you're most of us, you you bounce between these. Right? There's times you're going to be in time, there's times you're going to be through time. Fine, right? Um any kind of sport 
if you're playing a sport, if you, when you get into the game, you're in the moment. You're not thinking about the past or the future, right? You're in the game. You're in the game. You hear athletes say all the time, I got to get my head in the game. I got to quit thinking, get my head in the game. What the hell does that mean? Well, you're not thinking about the last play. You're not thinking about the next play. You know, as Tiger would say, I got to play the ball where it lies. You know, there might be a little bit of future pacing about what's next, but he's got to be right there. So it changes. If you're a good dancer, you like to dance, you get into the moment when you're dancing. You're just in it. You're in it, right? Any good dancers here? People get into dancing, right? If you're into good, you just, you're not thinking about anything. You're like, if you're really into it, you're like a kid. Dance like nobody's watching. You're really into it. As opposed to, ready for this read? The middle-aged white guy shuffle. Right? Because you're too busy worried about what everybody's going to think about. It, right? So you're, but your brain, you know, your mind's going to change. And the um, ultimate, one of the ultimate in-time experiences is sex. Right? Because you're in the moment. If you've ever had any sexual dysfunction issues, right? And if we act like adults here, if you've ever had any sexual dysfunction issues, one of the problems is you were thinking about the past or what you got to do tomorrow. And you use words like, I can't get into that right now. Right? Or you're just, you just can't let go. You're, you're, right? So you're, you, 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 your brain, you do both. You do both. Right. Once you learn it, you can you can begin to use this. So, and again, yeah, it's just it it it's it's useful for people that do like regressions or you want to do things. So again, it brings up the idea of um, you know if you're let's say you know fifty years old and you have an event that happened to you at fifteen. That should be back here in your past somewhere. Even if it's behind you, it's in your past, right? But how many people have an event in their past that it's like it happened yesterday? Trauma is like that. And it could be negative, could be bad things, could be good things. The birth of your child, your, you know, your wedding, you know, of course your wedding could have been a trauma. Tough crowd. I know people. Anyway. But whatever it is, right? But you can remember it's like yesterday. And I use the example, one of the best American television shows ever made had this example in perfect time, which was Married with Children. You're old enough to remember the TV show Married with Children, right? Al Bundy, right? Kind of not your typical, by the way, of all the 80s dads, he's the only one that didn't have to go to jail. <laughs> Anyway, um, but he, you know, he, he was what, a shoe salesman? He wasn't happy. His life was kind of whatever it was. But then one time, you know, he was talking about he scored four touchdowns in his high school homecoming game. And he remembers what it was like to be the hero and just be, the, and he was vivified, very good acting, by the way. So he's really into it, right? And his hands were like this when he described it. Because that's where the event was for him. Right? And then Peg, his wife, goes, What? That was like 30 years ago. Forget about it. And he makes the comment, I'm kind of adding, you know, but he kind of goes, If you take this away from me, I've got nothing left. Right? 
So that event was right there, you know, and it made him feel good. It could have bad events. It could be good events. But again, so your brain's constantly doing this kind of stuff. And again, sometimes when you begin to use this, you begin to use different ways to do it. You know, you could uh, help people make changes. We're going to come back to this at the very end. But let's talk about how to use a different thing about how your brain uses time, right? Which is most people either have a past orientation or a future orientation, right? So which orientation do you use the most? Are you future-oriented or past-oriented, right? um, Because what begins to happen is, you know, if you're past-oriented, you know, you're going to, if you try to double your business and you're past-oriented, you're going to go back into your past and say, what worked before, right? And then you're just going to want to do what you did before, but put it into your now or put it into your future, right? And so you're going to have to work hard. Most of us know you could probably increase your business. Maybe if you made, you know, read, if you made a few more phone calls, if you did a few more things like that, and some of us make more posts on the social media, write more ads, whatever it is, you could incrementally grow your business, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But you're stuck by what, what's worked in the past. But has things changed enough that what worked in the past may, may not work in the future, right? So people that make a breakthrough somehow don't do this. They, they're not past-oriented. They become future-oriented, right? They have a compelling future. And so if you have a compelling future, right, it will pull you out of where you are and pull you toward the future. Where if you have a past orientation, you have a tendency to keep wanting to go backwards, right? And again, if, we, if you look at like the discontent in society, is some of that the people that want to go back to the past, to the good old days, whatever the good old days were, you know? Um, you know, and they'll, and then again, if you do that, your brain will go in and fix things to make your past seem more pleasant. I love that meme they put up, you know, in the good old days, like in the sixties, we had this, we had that, it was a great time to be alive. And then anybody ever see that post and people go, yeah. And you hear all, of course, all the people quoting it are old. And every once in a while I go, yes, we had assassinations. You know, we had like, you know, it was okay to shoot people of color in any part of the country. You, you know, it was da-da-da-da-da. Women had no rights. Couldn't buy a house in the state of Florida without a husband until the 1980s. Right? I mean, yes, the 60s were, depends how you look at it, right? But again, so which one are you, right? So if you really want to grow exponentially, you have to take a future orientation. And it's kind of, you know, and, and, and it's kind of interesting to me living in the wonderful state of Florida where I see people come down here and retire. And so they're, they're, they're retired. They work their whole lives to retire, right? Maybe in the whatever, right? In the corporate world or small business or whatever they did, military. They retired. So they worked like whatever, 30 years to get there. That was their goal. Right? They made it great, right? 
And maybe even let's say they're, you know, so maybe they're financially okay, they're set, da, 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 and they're there now, right? But guess what happened? They got no future. Right? And you see people come, to, I see people come down here like this, right? And they either, you literally watch them grow old and die right in front of you. Right? Because I love the saying that, you know, um, if you don't have a compelling future, the universe wants its parts back. You know, it wants its atoms back from you and give it to someone that wants to, wants to do stuff in the future. And so a lot of these people, like I say, you literally watch them kind of grow old and die. They start, maybe they start drinking too much. They gain a lot of weight. They go to hell. They become fixated. You know, they're constantly at the doctors, you know, whatever. So it's kind of interesting. Or my favorite, they, they move to Florida and then they try to micromanage their kids' lives. And their grandkids' lives, right? And... It's just, it, it's weird, right? And so, because if you really talk to them, they got no future, right? And they're constantly talking about the past. And then every once in a while, you get someone who moves down here and they, I don't care what age, they start doing some exciting things. They change who they are. They reinvent themselves, right? Because the research said, especially for a lot of things, the most productive years of your life are your 50s to your 80s, right? Maybe not physically, but for a lot of the things that you do, those are the most productive years of your life if you choose to make them productive, right? And so, so you know, because the future self, your brain's really not set up to think that much about the future, right? Because part of that is self um, is a self-defense mechanism, because we all know intellectually, we're not going to be here forever. Even though you may seem like you're going to be here forever, you're not going to be here forever. Even Mr. Justin, who's rather young, you know, there's a, it's a limited fly out in, from where you are, right? Wherever it happens, to, wherever your future is, right? So it, a lot of times, especially as you start getting more mature, right? You start consciously or subconsciously realizing maybe your future isn't you know, isn't, isn't as big as your past, right? But if you want to make real major changes, you have to become future-oriented, right? You create a future self, right? That you really want to be. So again, using like the 10X model, let's say you want to create a business and, be, and, ma and make it explode, right? And exponentially grow. Okay. So your brain doesn't generally want to do this unless you force it. If you go in and create a compelling future, a future self that has accomplished this, let's say you've got 10 times more confidence, right? You got 10 times more clients, you know, whatever it is, it's huge, right? A lot bigger than what, what you can imagine without this is where you have to drop the educational system without worrying about, right? As our dear friend, Tony Robbins would say, let go of the tyranny of step into the power of now, right? Because most of us on this call, at least once or twice or many times in our life has, have experienced a breakthrough, 
Could you plan your breakthrough? Right? Not really. Right? It's just kind of something happened and then something else happened. And it's like, whoa, how did that happen? Right? And again, you know, and, and if you look back where you are right now, without this part, just look at where you are right now. Right? Could you go back to 2019, right? Early 2020 right before the wonderful pandemic, right? Could you imagine all the shit you were gonna have to go through in, the last, in, the, in that two and a half year span? You survived, everybody's here, right? But you couldn't imagine it, you couldn't plan it. You know, things are gonna happen, maybe for the good, maybe for the bad, right? But things are gonna happen. And so, so, and whatever, and now think about a, breakthrough you had. Maybe it was a personal breakthrough, right? Maybe it was a physical breakthrough, whatever it was, right? And again, when you look back on it, you couldn't ima imagine what was going to happen. My wife tells, you know, she was, she's very active. People that know her, she does trapeze. Well, now her back's out, but horses, very active, right? But she wanted to lose weight. She you know, she's, always, she's in shape, but she wanted to lose weight, okay? And guess what happened? She got COVID, very bad COVID, in the hospital for about 10 days, 12 days, right? It was bad, right? Couldn't walk for several weeks. But the side effect, to reframe a negative into a positive, she got back to her circus weight, right? Because, you know, if you don't eat for a month, you have a tendency to lose weight, right? And so, but I mean, it got her to that weight and she's maintained it. I think it was 20, whenever, whenever we both got COVID, right? But she got it a lot worse, right? But she dropped all that weight and, and she's kept it off, right? She couldn't have planned that. Because we all know it's really when you're already if you're already pretty high weight and hard to lose that last 15 pounds, right? So these things can happen, right? So again, you don't know, but if you create a compelling future, right? And you and you just create that future, realizing it will, it will open up how things may happen for you. Like in the business world, right? Um, people that have had breakthrough events in their businesses, a lot of times they look back, they're like, wow, that was kind of weird. Right? They're in the right place, the right time, certain things happen, right? Um, and it just exponentially grows. And then, and, and you're not quite sure where it's going to really morph into. Right? I was reading a thing, one of the senior executives at Facebook, everybody's either you hate it or you love it, but most of us are on it. Talks about when they wanted to increase their revenue and do some certain things and get more into advertising, right? And they started doing a few things. One of the things that happened, they started losing the younger people who were dropping off Facebook and they were picking up more mature people, right? And part of them were, some of the 
were panicking. They needed to, we need to keep, you know, we don't want to lose everybody to TikTok or whatever it is, right? But then guess what happened? The people that were coming in were the ones, the more mature people, not some good or bad, um, were spending more money. When, and the companies that jumped in, the entrepreneurs that come in because they're following the clients, would spend money on advertising, which is how they make their money on Facebook, right? So suddenly they watched it just exponentially explode. And Elon Musk, you know, if you look at a guy like him, whether you like him or not, you know, he was quite successful. And he talked about, you know, he knew he was going to just do certain things in his life, become one of the most impactful people on the planet. He didn't quite know how. He just knew it was going to happen. That was his future self, right? And that was right before he launched Tesla, right? And now he's got what? SpaceX, right? And then some people point out, yeah, but, you know, he bought Twitter. Is that going to work or not? We don't know yet, right? And even if it doesn't, it was only $30 billion, you know? It was just a... He opened a store, maybe it didn't work, right? But we don't know. But he's, you know, he's he's always got this future self, right? And sometimes for this to really work, you've got to have the guts to really decide what do you want in this future self. If it's really not compelling, you're not going to do it. Right? You're not going to do it. You got to make it compelling. So what is this future self? Right. And then you take this future self back to where you are now. And so you're you're constantly knowing you're going toward this future, but you just don't quite know how it's going to work yet. Right. And you don't have to, and it may be much different than you expect. Cool. All right. All right. All right, so that's how you need to change your, maybe not so much your timeline, but what's, what's more, you know, are you more future-oriented? In my case, it'd be over here. If I was doing it from the right way, it'd be over here for you. Uh, and so what is that compelling future? Do you have a compelling future? Do you have the guts to make a compelling future that maybe the hard part comes when you see that that you there, when you're stepping into it, realizes you've got to cut a lot of dead weight out of your life. It may be family members. It may be people that are currently friends. Might be the profession that you're in. Right? You got to cut it out and move on. Right? And sometimes we don't want to do that. Are you willing to cut cut that? You know, and to use the um, recovery analogy, you know, if you want a different life, you need new playmates and playpens. Now, if you're going to hang around the same people doing the same things, you're probably going to get the same results, right? So maybe you need a different group. That's why I tell new, when I was doing a lot of entry-level hypnosis and NLP training, I'd beat people up. you got to go to a conference. Okay, well, if you, when I was mentoring people, if you don't go to at least two conferences this year, I don't want, I'm not going to mentor you next year. Successful people go there. That's all I can tell you, right? You're going to stay around the house where everybody wonder, you know, 
Oh, why are you a hypnotist? Why don't you get a real job? Da, 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 right? That's not encouraging when you go, go to a conference, even back in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s, when I started, wow, I'm getting late 80s, early 90s, when I started going, you'd run into these people that this is all they do, right? And they're quite successful at it. And so do you have the guts to do it? Do you have the guts to step up to the next level? And again, part of this is you have to leap from where you're at to the bigger pond. You ever see that thing about certain fish? We'll use fish as the example. If you put them in a small aquarium, they will stay small. Nature is wonderful, right? But if you put them in a bigger aquarium, they get bigger, right? But at the same time, for humans, many of us want to be a big fish in a small pond. Are you, do you have the guts to jump up and maybe fail? Right? Oh, I'll just stay here doing what I'm doing. Or do, do I want to jump to that next level, which is vulnerable? You know, it goes against, you know, some of us were taught to play it safe. Right? I was watching a movie the other night. Because I'm a movie guy. That's my other profession is acting. I just did a big audition. Uh, send energy. I won't tell you what it is. Send energy. Uh, and it, it was a movie as uh, we were soldiers. And it was the first major, and I'm a military guy, so bear with me if you're not into that, right? Was, uh, uh, he ended up retiring, I think, a four star general, but he was a lieutenant colonel at the time. Uh, Moore, I think was his name. And he ran the seventh. Uh, Infantry, Seventh Cavalry, part of the First Air Cav, <clears throat> which I was—that was my last duty station. But anyway, and he was the guy that invented this whole air cavalry. Anyway, long story. He was the colonel in the first major conflict with the North Vietnamese, right? And he was out of the box thinking because that was like you know usually you'd march in, you'd march out, and he's like, no, no, we're gonna helicopter in, we're gonna helicopter out. It's gonna speed every anyway. It's great. Great story. Gut-wrenchingly sad. But anyway, they're outnumbered, they're outgunned, and they know they're going to get the final assault from about 10 times as many troops. Right? So what does he do? And they're waiting for reinforcements. It's all, it's, it's not pleasant. So I, and you know, in his, in his memoirs, he talks about, and he has this grizzled old sergeant major, he goes, pass out the ammo, we're going to attack. Because if we're going to die, I want to die on the offensive. Right? And they, I wouldn't call it a victory, but it, you know, like outgun 10 to 1, all this other stuff. Right? And it was, it's just a different mindset. Right? You know, rather than dig in, protect what we got, well, let's try this. Right? And I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's just a different way of thinking. Right? Are you willing to try something different? You know, uh, again, Elon Musk, and then we'll just talk about it. Elon Musk breakthrough was PayPal, right? And when he created PayPal, everybody's telling him this is stupid. You, you know, well, it's a different way to do credit cards for internet business. Well, internet business when it first started was very small compared to that, and people would argue, well, you know, Visa, Mastercard, all the banks have their own. Because I remember having some of those horrible. Uh, merchant services accounts. Why would anybody want to use PayPal? 
And then he sells it for whatever he sold it for, a half a billion dollars or something. And uh, he changed the business. And he didn't listen to the people with the MBAs. They told him it was a stupid thing to do. So anyway, just some thoughts. So does this make sense to everybody? We're still recording. Any, any comments? Are you, do you have the guts to create that future you? That would be the question, right? Realizing you, you may make some major changes. Sometimes I think the universe knows what's best for us and we don't get a choice. Things change and you get thrown into a situation and how you react is what makes or breaks you. Um, every, everyone here read Man's Search for Meaning, Victor Frankl, and then some of his later works where he says when he was in the concentration camps, it got to the point you could tell who was going to die next because they gave up yep. their future. Yep. Right? As opposed to creating a future. Yeah. In horrible situations, we might add. Those those are the situations that create heroes, that create the great thinkers, because it forces you to look inward and really determine how hard you want to fight. And these are the times as miserable as they could be of greatest learning. Boy, have I found that recently. Yeah, well, you just closed the office. You're making some major changes. It's scary, though. It is scary, and I have no idea where I'm going, except that I do have new clients, so something's going right, and I don't even know what it is. I'm just still setting up a new office at home. I had to buy new furniture. I'm working in less space. But things are going right, so it must have been the right course for me. Can I get an amen, brothers and sisters? <laughs> No, check back in a week. So far, so good. I'm breathing. I'm going to stop the recording. <laughs>